0: average boy! He's average boy! He's average boy!
1: Look out, he's back with shoes untied and his ears slicked back, taking life on one day at a time. Average boy and Jess bringing the rhyme. Welcome to episode 20 of the official Average Boy podcast. I'm
0: Jesse, editor of Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine. And I'm the superhero, Average Boy, comedian, defender, extraordinaire. I'm excited to be here, Jesse, and I noticed that I'm back to going second again. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk to the producers about that.
1: You know, and I noticed something, too. Uh, the words in the sentence you just spoke started consecutively with the letters
0: A, B, C, D, E. I did... Okay, as our listeners think back and try to remember if that's true, I want to ask if all editors are word nerds like you?
1: Yes, we are, Bob, and we're proud of it. You know, and for those of you keeping track at home, the words were average, boy, comedian, defender, extraordinaire. Isn't the English language cool? That's spoken like a true writer. Well, thanks. And since we're talking about writing, I have some really great writing jokes. What? Hang on. Did you say jokes within... S? Yes, with an S, Bob. And today, everyone gets two jokes for the price of one. Wait a minute. Our podcast is free. Exactly. So getting two jokes is like a really great deal. Okay. My first joke is, what kind of ship is the best writer? I know these jokes leave me feeling shipwrecked. <laughs> well, well, the best writership is penmanship. <laughs> I love that joke. Penmanship.
0: Well, love is a strong word. I hope your second
1: joke is a little better. Oh, it is. It is. What does a sick poet write? Oh, wait a minute. You mean like sick, like cool? No, 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 no. Like like a poet who's not feeling good. Like maybe he has a cold or something. Hmm. Okay. What would a sick poet write? Uh, hi, haiku, <laughs> like a haiku. <laughs> oh, I get ha- it. Yeah. I, I just hope it's not catching. Well, speaking of catching, I think we need to do some catching up after our last podcast.
0: Okay, I totally agree with that. In fact, I've been doing a lot of thinking about the question we answered in that podcast about growing closer to God. You know, a lot of kids want to grow in their faith, but, you know, they don't know how to do it. Well, I mentioned I'm a defender. I'm a defender of faith, so I have some ideas. Like last summer when Billy and I went to the Renaissance Fair with my family. Oh, man, those festivals can be so much
1: fun. Like the jugglers, the jesters, the animal acts, you know, and everybody's wearing those fun costumes.
0: Yeah, Billy and I were really excited because we had heard real knights would fight in a big ring, and my dad was super excited because he heard they served turkey legs the size of telephone poles. And when we arrived, we saw a bunch of wooden tables set up around a jousting ring, so we plopped down and waited for the food and the action to begin.
1: Oh, wow, it's sort of like watching football and eating snacks around the TV in the living room.
0: Um, actually, it was nothing like that. Oh. For one, football players don't ride horses and hit each other with sticks. And second of all, instead of eating nachos from a chip bowl, when we sat down at the table, a waiter placed a small plastic swimming pool in front of us, and then he filled it with mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, I've never seen my dad smile so much. Well, until a second later, when four guys walked over and lifted a huge roasted turkey leg onto our table. Wow, that sounds like some big birds. Yeah, they were way bigger than Big Bird. These turkeys must have been raised at a nuclear plant, or they must have spent several hours on a Stairmaster because those legs were massive. Well, you know, big food is good, but tasty food is better. So how did the turkey taste, Bob? Unfortunately, I never got to find out. Before I took my first bite, two knights rode into the ring, and the crowd started cheering. The blue knight had a cross on the breastplate of his armor, and the red knight had a horse on his. And I only mention that because ten minutes into the fight, the blue knight actually started losing. The red knight actually knocked him over and was about to hit him with a club. Uh, Bob, do you realize that at a renaissance
1: fair, the fights are, are choreographed between the knights? You know, they rehearse what's going to happen, sort of like with professional wrestling.
0: Well, I know that now, but I... Wait, what did you say about professional wrestling? And never mind. You know, carry on with your tale. Uh, okay. Um, anyway, as soon as I saw the blue knight knocked off his horse, I turned to Billy and said, the blue knight's got a cross on his chest. He's got to be a Christian. We have to help him. So Billy grabbed his huge napkin that he had, and I grabbed my dad's half-eaten turkey leg. We jumped over the fence and ran into the arena. Using the big napkin like a towel in gym class, Billy snapped the red knight on the neck between his armor. So the knight fell to his knees, and then I clobbered him with the turkey leg, knocking him over and sending turkey meat flying everywhere. That's actually when my dad started booing. Oh, and so yeah. Billy and I, we looked back at the crowd, and except for my dad, no one was making a sound. So I picked up the Red Knight sword, and I lifted it over my head, and I shouted, Put on the full armor of God! And all but two people in the crowd went crazy. Oh, wait, wait. Two people didn't like what you
1: did? That sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, well, these two guys, um, uh, they, what do they call themselves? Uh, security guards. Um they were not happy at all. In fact, they jumped into the ring and started chasing us. Oh, what happened next? Did the battle go on between the two knights? I don't really know. I I did see my dad jump over the fence to retrieve his turkey leg and after the guards caught us and explained the knights weren't real I offered to apologize to the red knight who still smelled a lot like turkey. Wow, you know, your trip to the Renaissance Fair certainly was more
1: exciting than any experience I've ever had there. Uh, and you brought up a couple really important themes. You know, first, it's always good to ask forgiveness if you hit somebody with a turkey leg. Yeah, yeah. And second, God's armor is pretty awesome, and it totally helps us stay closer to Him.
0: Yeah. When we got home from the Renaissance Fair, my dad had me memorize Ephesians chapter six verses thirteen. 17. I want to try to say it on here, but it's really, it's a long verse. So you may want to go get a snack and your Bible so you can read along with me. Um, but I don't, I don't want there to be like a long pause. So maybe I'll sing while you go get your Bible. Oh Wait, wait
1: Bob, uh, it's a podcast. So they can actually put it on pause while they get their Bible.
0: Oh, well, that's no fun. Okay. Here's the scripture I memorized. Okay. This is why you must take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In, in every situation, take the shield of faith, and with it, you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is God's word. Ah,
1: that's such a great passage. You know, and it's filled with rock-solid advice on how we can all be closer to God And stand for Him. You know, first, everything is held up with truth. You know, as Christians, we should always seek the truth. Then we need to live righteously. And that means we have good morals. You know, I think that's why God's spiritual armor includes the breastplate of righteousness
0: that covers our hearts. Yeah, and I wonder what the sandals of peace look like. I mean, could they be like Birkenstocks, or are they more like Toms? Hey, you ever notice that Toms make your foot look like a sweet potato? (laughs) Anyway, we need to walk in peace and live in peace with everyone. This also makes me think about the verse in Isaiah that says, Blessed are the feet of those who bring the good news and proclaim salvation. My feet are blessed no matter what they smell like because I'm always bringing the good news. But we'll be talking more about sharing your faith with your family and friends on a future podcast. Yes, we will. And what
1: about the shield of faith? You know, if you thought Captain America's shield was cool, God's shield of faith is even more amazing. You know, I wonder if it has a big G on it or, or, or maybe a lion. You know, our faith can protect us from going the wrong way, falling for lies and dealing with attacks, like when people call Christians weak or ignorant.
0: The last two pieces of armor sort of go together, the helmet of salvation and the sword of God's word. When we pray to accept Jesus as our savior, then we can confidently know that we're saved. Our salvation is ironclad, like a knight's helmet. And the Bible truly is a sword. In fact, it's the only sword my dad lets me keep in the house. You know, actually,
1: according to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. You know, it can cut deeply into our lives and the lives of our friends, showing us how we can be living differently or or how we should treat people. It even convicts us of our sin and prompts us
0: to ask for forgiveness. Yeah, we're about at the end of this podcast, but I wanted to answer a question that Jay sent in about season one. Jay asked, why don't y'all reference the book Growing Up a Super Average on the podcast? Didn't you write that book too? Well, That's a great question, Jay, and an awesome accent that you have. Growing Up Super Average was the first book I wrote, but after a few years, I kept hearing that the title was confusing. So I added some new stories and put a new title on it. So Growing Up Super Average and Devotions for Super Average Kids Book 1 are basically the same book, but the last one has a lot more stuff in it.
1: Yes, and of course, you can't have a Book 1 without a Book 2, so then you wrote Devotions for Super Average Kids Book 2. And both of these books are available at AverageBoy.org.
0: Yeah, plus I'm still writing new Average Boy stories every single month for Focus on the Family's Clubhouse magazine. And to sign up for this award-winning magazine, and not just because of my stories, although no one would blame you if that's why you sign up, Go to AverageBoy.org and click on the Clubhouse magazine link. Hey, thanks for the plug, Bob. And let's give another
1: shout-out to our friends at 89.3 KSBJ in Houston for allowing us to use their studios to record this podcast. Thanks for listening to the official Average Boy podcast, a
0: presentation of Focus on the Family. And if you want to contact me for any reason, you can ask a question or leave a comment at AverageBoy.org, or you can call and leave a message for the podcast at 888 465 Six five nine five. We listen to
1: every message, and sometimes we use your comments and questions on the show. So please talk to your parents and get
0: permission from them before you call. Yeah, I get my parents' permission before I do nearly anything. Well, with all
1: the wild adventures you have, I I think that's a good idea. Wait a minute, what do you mean by that? Never mind, Bob. Speaking of, I am Bob. And I'm Jesse, telling you, don't be average. Be super average.